Welcome. On behalf of the New Jersey Regional Authority, we are proud to present Building Your Online Presence with industry experts, Dwayne Gibson, founder and chief creative officer of Spelled With You, and Medina of Medina City and co-founder of Equal Space here on Mind Your Business Talk Series. My name is Terrence McLean, digital marketing specialist with the New Jersey Redevelopment. Dwayne and Medina, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us on. And I, I can't tell you how excited I am to be on with Dwayne as well and to talk shop about something that's so important, especially coming through what we've all been through. So so thank you for having us. And a shout out to the NJRA team for having us on as well. Yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be, uh, we're going to have a little fun. We're going to have some fun. Hopefully it'll be insightful too. <laughs> Sounds good. So the goal of today's episode is to gain insight and learn best practices to pretty much improve their presence of small businesses, you know, via the digital marketing world. So I would like to start by asking some tailored questions to both of you. So let's go ahead and get, get started. What social media channels do you prefer for your business and why do you think it's important? I am a social media manager um, every day. And interesting enough that I find myself on all platforms with a sole focus on client um, acquisition. So a lot of times I'm on LinkedIn for myself, uh, Facebook and Instagram really for kind of just knowing the ins and outs. But LinkedIn is really where I find a lot of my clients. Um, I also do some research on Facebook to allow myself to uh, get a, a very good diaspora of client base. For instance, from a restaurant to an attorney, they have different needs. So looking online and seeing what, maybe see their weaknesses, allow me to reach out and stuff like that. So I personally am on all of them because that's what it's best for me. Doesn't mean it's best for all businesses, but for my business, it equals to being on the big four, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Twitter's more kind of just in the know, rapid fire, but uh, everything else is kind of thing. And then Pinterest, there's so many now, but um, reality is Clubhouse is also something I'm on part to be a part of the program and part of Clubhouse, as well as be a listener, get a lot of detailed information, learn a lot, um, and just kind of sit back and, and just absorb all the knowledge that is kind of on that platform. Okay, thank you, Dwayne. Medina, would you like to share in? I think, I think Dwayne really brings it home on how to exist on each of those, of those platforms. And given that his world is built around um, social content and community, I think that it makes sense for all business owners to understand the use and forms of each of them. For myself, um, my work always sits at the intersection between digital and real, real tactics, in-person tactics. And so I find myself having to have equity in both um, and in some very interesting ways. Um, so some of the work that we do, especially oriented around uh, small business owners that are experiencing hardship because of the pandemic, digital has been where it's really been important to, to move and to, to provide more what I love to call um, equity space for small businesses that are predominantly owned by people of color, which is kind of my specialty. Um, so I find myself on um, Twitter, which can be the land of the brave and the land of the petty. Um, I find myself uh, particularly having in-depth conversations around equity on Clubhouse. 
Um, I exist very much as I run a design and strategies agency. It's a hyper-visual world. I find myself building very wonderful uh, visual narratives on Instagram and then most heavily building community, funny enough, on Facebook. So there are wonderful groups and uh, closed and private groups that exist for people of color who are small business owners who are trying to do one of two things, either run their businesses or they're trying to actually do service provider um, lead generation, sales-oriented conversations. I like to be on both of them. My work doesn't put me in the service provider lane, but I find myself sourcing people and finding small business owners who have some some really beautiful kind of uh, detail-oriented service lines. So I'm, I'm, you'll find me flexing most heavily Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but I have some really great conversations on Clubhouse. So I'm going to make sure to, to tune in on one of Dwayne's conversations and, and pipe in with my, like, my penny. I don't even have two cents. I'm like a penny. <laughs> yeah, I actually want to piggyback on what Medina said is that, you know, it's key not just for us, but to take take a little time for a small business to explore. Um, doesn't mean you have to engage with all of them, but explore them, you know, learn a little about them, be a sponge, learn about your competitors. Like, you know, there's a lot of competition in the social media realm and branding space. For, for our businesses, but um, for your personal business, you know, McDonald's, excuse me, Burger King had to do research on McDonald's. So reality is that, in, and then for the barbershop down the street, do some research, look at the, the dy dynamic and demographic of who's walking there, what have you. There's a lot of to it. And then you can kind of play around with the next level of where you need to be and what's important to you. So just kind of picking back on what he said is excellent points. Okay, thank you. Thank you guys for both the insight, very helpful. It leads to my next question. Um, for example, when we did the small business lease program, a lot of companies only had foot traffic and are not yet really into the digital space. So my next question is, how should someone position their brand on social media who hasn't yet really tapped into that platform? So I think this is a small business, like number one small business problem I get when I'm talking, consulting to our audience of owners, right? It's like, it gets daunting. There are only more, you know, more platforms coming online. You know, we have TikTok entering the game and we have Clubhouse now entering the game. So I think what I always urge my um, audience to do is find where your ideal customer exists be in the room with them because everything honestly is secondary to the pragmatic way we need to solve our problem, right? Small mm -hmm. business owners have payroll to pay. They have leases to fulfill. They have um, taxes to pay. They have um, dreams of their own um, to pursue. And so trying to attack it all, I find to be the worst solution. Um, you can do one of two things. You can either pursue your ideal customer in one room, or you can bring on a professional um, to help you manage it and introduce you to that world. And you can do your, you, you should never just hire a consultant and not learn from them. I tell them that all the time. I was like, if you brought me on or you brought a team member on or you brought Dwayne on, you should have candid conversations and learn about the terrain as you're, you're moving it. Because I will never be the subject matter expert. It will always be the small business owner who will know more than I do about their craft. I just know how to put them in the right space. So either A, get yourself in the right platform with the right ideal customer. Not who you think your customer is, not who you want to, you know, look good in front of. Because if I, I, honestly, if they're not buying your service, 
then you're wasting your time and you're wasting your money ideally. Um, and secondary, if you find yourself really having to manage the day-to-day of your business, then bring on a consultant or bring on someone who has at least a great understanding of social. And there's a whole series of questions you should be asking them. There's tons of blog posts that show you how to vet out a quality social media person from like the fakes and the frauds. Okay. And I 100% agree with you. And I would also say that not just target audience. So here's the funny thing. There's data and data says that there are 2.7 billion monthly active users on Facebook. So go where, not just go where the target audience is, but go where the, the bulk is so you can hit a bigger audience. Um, some people are like, uh, Facebook, I don't know. Reality is that it is the number one driver for everything. In fact, Facebook owns Instagram. So it truly is a combined uh, you know, monopoly of sorts of the entire social media realm. But with that said, I think that, like he said, if you are spending work hours doing social media, then you definitely need to have some help. That being said, social media can be free if you have the time, if you do it wisely, you spend you know, an hour a day, maybe it's just graphics you need. Maybe it's just these little things on the side you need. You don't necessarily need somebody to post for you, but you need the, the, the graphics or kind of the logo and set it right just the little details. So spending time kind of breaking down the need of the business, you broke down your business, you also have to broke, break down social media. And I say to people, you know, social media needs to be a part of your marketing budget from this point forward, whether you like it or not. You have to put some dollars towards social media because if you don't, you'll be left way behind, like so far behind, like just seconds ago something happened on social media that you just missed that's how fast it's moving and if you can't keep up that's okay but reality is i tell clients sometimes just do fifty dollars for a facebook ad fifty dollars goes a long way fifty dollars is what and then we talked about the barbershop uh kind of example but that's what four haircuts so you know it really is broken it down into the cost the breakdown in the marketing cost that you have. And a marketing budget could just be social media. It really just has to, you have to put some effort to it. The other part is, what are you willing to invest in? So it's not just dollars, it's about yourself. Like, are you willing to get on and do a video? Are you willing to do this? Because reality is, yes, TikTok is out there, but these are individuals that invest time every single day doing a TikTok video. So understanding those processes and what you're willing to do about your business, if you if you have that blood, sweat, and tears to start the business, you might have to have, to have a little bit left over to do the social media side. So I definitely um, agree with everything Medina said. Thank you. That was great insight. So this leads to my next question. It's kind of a mixture of branding and the personal space because we are in a digital space. So you know, your personal life and your business life, they tend to dip into each field. So my next question is, should someone create a separate business page on their social media platform? Or is it okay to combine a personal lifestyle and a branding lifestyle? This is the, the, the this funniest is the question. <laughs> so I'll tell you, so Duane, I'll share my, I'll share mine. I have, yeah, please. I have both. 
So I have both. So my agency and also I'm the founder of uh, a share space and co-working space for people of color, women and LGBT startups. Both of them have their own separate worlds and I call them content ecosystems. So like equal space has its own site, its own social platforms, its own voice, its own tone, the style and the branding from which it, it actually speaks from is very different than my agency. So my agency showcases clients, builds conversation around access and resources and does it in a very different brand and uh, brand voice and different brand aesthetic than those two. Then you have me in the middle. So there's no getting away from your digital footprint. I keep telling everyone that if, if this is your life um, and it is somehow infused into the service and product line, my name is on the agency. So, you know, there's no running away from that. Right. So my, um, my online passion is shows a 360 of me as an entrepreneur, as a person, but also a lot of my work, again, in that intersectional social impact space has to do a lot with my own personal narratives around equity, around being a, a black brown founder, around making sure that we have the ability to move our businesses forward the same way as other people. So that really does spice up a lot of the work that I do. And funny enough, now here I am you know, part of the campaigns involve having my voice as it. It's an actual request of clients and companies is like, we're really excited about how you built this all out, but we also want you and who you are as a person on social to be associated with this initiative, to be associated with this grant program, because you really are, you know, an example of what that looks like and you personify the work. So, so you can, with intention, build what I again call a content ecosystem that people, whether they touch me, they touch equal space, they touch Medina city, there's a way that they all flow and ergonomically bring them into touch with one or the other, which funny enough creates an organic for me, an organic deal flow and uh, multiple revenue funnels from which I'm drawing on some physical, some digital, others are booking. Sometimes I'm speaking. It's led me to be able to speak for BET. It's led me to this amazing podcast because if anybody knows NJRA, they know how much I, I like, admire the Shiro that is Leslie Anderson and the work that she's done in the state. So like it all can move with each other. I use my hands a lot. Um, it all can move within each other and it can actually move your businesses forward. If not from a direct deal flow, then from a PR and a branding perspective, you can find some really great elevated moments. Yeah, I agree with Medina. And I also would add that. So yes, I personally have them separate. However, what I when I used to work in the corporate America side, um, so I'm a new entrepreneur and learning two things is as being in a corporate side, for instance, if you work for um, Citibank, you're when you walk into a walk into a networking event, hey, that's Dwayne with Citibank. You're known for working with Citibank. Okay, that's great, but Citibank is a corporate entity, Fortune Five, etc. But when you're spelled with you, you need to be now associated with spelled with you. And how do you do that? You're you're Dwayne Gibson every day. But when you walk into a room of business, you want to be associated with spelled with you. So, yeah, I, I have two separate ones. But the reality is that they always cross over. And that means that it, it really does correlate. And we and we laugh 
But the truth is a lot of people make the mistake of, hey, they don't think that people aren't going to check their personal page because you're associated with your business. So I say this to all business owners, really be authentic, be yourself, but be, be authentic in both spaces and understand that people are looking at them. It doesn't matter what business you have, a restaurant or, you know, you have uh, a, you own a UPS store. It's still a business and you want to make sure that you uh, uh, represent your business to the best of your ability. And by doing so, it is having this entity. The best thing about it is your personal world is always going to be bigger than your business world. And I say this comfortably because when you got on Facebook or I got on Instagram, you got on there as a personal person and you had 400 or 500 followers. Well, guess what? You can migrate those same 400 to 500 people to your business page. You now have 400 and 500 people following your business page and thus forth on. So I'd say this to like earlier, if you invest in yourself and you're invested in that part, then it's very easy transition for people to get um, engagement on their pages. They just have to think about it and say, because a lot of people create the page and they don't even advertise on their own personal page, which is mind boggling that you have a thousand people or friends on Facebook, but you didn't decide to tell them about your business. That makes zero sense. So that, you, that's like owning, that's like having no equity. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's a, it's a and I think that's I agree with you, right? If they do it right, if their voice becomes phenomenal on social too, Terrence, just echoing what Dwayne said, they can create an entire career based on their voice. Like one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter is uh, Bazama St. John, um, mm. who's like this great um, person who's gone through and been like the chief brand officer at Uber. She's now the chief marketing officer at Netflix. Like yes. her work and her voice is so powerful that when it talk when you're talking about certain criteria, certain things about diversity, mm -hmm. like certain parts about being a boss, she legitimately is the she gets taken. Companies want that because her voice is that powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, another person who I love and follow, and I'm always giving, I'm always telling people follow these people if you want to be inspired. Um, and I've seen her career like launch is Goddess Rivera, who's the global director of culture and community at Twitter. Um, and she she also does like Black Twitter Bird, and she's like super great but her work in the space her voice on social has carried her career into companies wholesale wanting her just based on the voice and the the influence that she has in that space so small business owners you want to be that person like you want to be like synonymous otherwise why are you doing it you're just on the gram to stunt this was great thanks yeah for and, and actually another person for people is damon john and and you know what's funny? One thing I am I applaud him on doing, and this is what I recommend to small businesses, is that if you're an expert in one thing, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing a post and saying, we go, I mean, I use it barbershop because we brought it up, but what if you just want to just show somebody at home how to part their hair or do like a cut specialty or something like that or whatever? Like people do this. You're like, hey, you can't, you're, you're not, you know, you don't have a vaccine. You're scared to go to the barbershop. I'm going to teach you how to do this at home. What if you did a master class on teaching people at home to cut their own hair? Like that's how simple things can, you can blow your space up 
really easily with just doing these these small details of within your business space that you already do it. All you're doing is turn on a camera and facing it towards you. And you just say, hey, come follow. I'm having a class today. If you get 10 people, great. But 10 people tell 10 people and 10 people tell, tell more, 10 more people. And then now you've got 100 people. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, how did I get 100 people? You just tried something. And I always say just try something. So, yeah. Wow, amazing. So thank you guys both for those answers. I want to get a little bit more in depth with um, small businesses growing their, their social media. Do you think a more uniform site or a free-ended site will get the same amount of attention? In a sense of uniform, and I may take this definition my way, does that make sense? Uh, I'll tell you this. Um, Cameo is a site that takes um, celebrities and you could you know, buy access for them to say happy birthday to Terrence, or you can get them to advertise a product. I, my point is that the that is a way free in that's way outside the box, but it also takes some dollars. I think that if you're going to do uniformity, like if you're selling purses and are all black purses, then yes, uniformity that that's what you need. You need a crisp, clear understanding of that's your space. But if you want to be colorful and be um, gregarious and just be so unique like yes you want to try you do all of it be free-spirited try something because if you don't do anything is the worst thing not doing not doing anything is absolutely the silliest thing you know uniformity works for certain products and certain services that being said there are a lot of things that fall outside of that in that gray space in that colorful space so there's that black and white yeah uh, you want to have your linkedin tree you want to have the link up and click here yes this is your product this is what you have that's it the other piece is then you want uh, you have a service and you're providing services you definitely want to be uh, in unique space because reality is there's influencers now the influencers are bigger than celebrities. And that's the craziest thing to even think of that 10 year old would out be would outdo LeBron James at one point with sneakers. You know, that's what's we are in a different level of space. And there's such a stretch for small business owners that could really just do something really small and reach out to an influencer and say, hey, do you mind just doing my product? And you never know. They might say yes. And there you go. So. Okay, so really just tailored to your specific industry and how your your products are and your service are. Yes, definitely. Okay. You, Medina, you, what do you think? Yeah, what are your thoughts, Medina? I mean, no, no, no. D d like literally testifying because it depends on where you are. Like we know industries act different. If your your work is the spectrum of corporate, right? Like my work spans. I work with foundations and corporate work. So there are times when you know, having the content look more uh, uniform and polished and uh, honed with the messaging because mm -hmm. there are there are layers to that messaging. There are um, legalities to them. There yes. are uh, specific in brand and ways that these foundations and companies like to work. Then you have more philanthropic um, endeavors that require more community-based work. I, I'm doing currently a lot of work in uh, vaccination, right? Um, 
NewyorkVaccineNow.org for anyone looking in New Jersey, for anyone looking for a vaccine site. Uh, my agency is working with the Rockefeller Foundation and uh, United Way of Greater Newark to create um, awareness and um, to take away disinformation around the vaccines, right? And we know vaccines are critical in communities of color because we suffered the heaviest losses during the pandemic, right? And we also have a systemic distrust of medical institutions. So that work can't be said from that vote. The way I just said it on social cannot be the way that we go digitally or in person to speak to our communities because that is not relatable and or human. And so it needs to take on more of a free-ended, free-form way Things need to be more more honed. Instead of using stock photography, it is by far more preferable to be in the streets, choosing to showcase everyday heroes and you know everyday uh, influencers in my city, like a Dr. Rogers, who's a, a phenomenal Black woman doctor, or Dr. Chris Purnell, who's you know been on CNN and Good Morning America. She's Newark proud, works at University Hospital. So, you know, you, it has to be more authentic to what we're trying to do. And the look and feel of those from a brand visual perspective also have to correlate. So, so I really do think like Dwayne was saying, it depends on the room. It depends on the industry. It depends on the service because think about like the luxury goods market, like the streetwear market is like, you cannot push heavy in streetwear because it just looks like you're either pressed or thirsty or any of those, like there's cultural, cultural context to the way they have to engage in that art of sale. Right. And that's clothing. But that's not the same way that like Dolce & Gabbana and the high-end market approach it. Same industry, very different rooms. So like streetwear is all about being grimy and being, on, you know, here on the floor. It's taken from culture. It's taken from uh, the cultural context of our people, right? Dolce & Gabbana, not so much. It's like high-end Italian couture. Same industry, different rooms. You got to talk different. You got to look different. So so that's that's me giving three different examples. Yeah. And, and one more thing to that is that the platforms also design, I guess they'll lead you to what you'll end up doing. For instance, if you're doing TikTok, you know, it's just, I don't see a law firm going on TikTok, doing a little dance and saying, hey, so I'm going to rescue you from your car. Like it doesn't help you help you in court. It's just, they might do it, but they're going to do it in a strategic way that doesn't, that kind of plays on the what they do. Okay. It's just, you know, that space is, is going to be critical because you know where it goes back to a couple questions ago, where your audience is, is what you're going to do based off of that. And if your audience is on Instagram, you're going to live in that Instagram space. There's going to be some uniformity because if you have a Shopify on there, then yeah, you have to play with the tiles and stuff like that. But the reality is that that's Instagram, but Facebook is different. You know, Clubhouse, you don't even, there's nothing except for your voice. So you are representing yourself being who you are. Um, I mean, and, and, and you know, that it's all about. So that's all audio. So you don't have any visual space. Um, except to see it, I call it the voice. I call it the voice of social media. You know, yeah, like the, the show it's like the voice of God, the voice it's of God, gods, and more gods. <laughs> but it's um, also about a unique yeah. culture, which I'll tell everybody because everyone on on Clubhouse is like, I'd like to humbly submit, or I would like, <laughs> like everyone talks real humble brag on Clubhouse. We can go, we can have a whole whole segment. Yeah, on but small business owners. The point to all of this is small business owners. Do need to take a little time. 
just take a minute of your day to say, okay, let me look at Facebook for a second. Let me figure this out. Let me look at Instagram. Let me figure this out. Because again, if you're going to have that uniformity, maybe it's on Facebook and it's not on Instagram or vice versa. And I think that that's where, you know, getting back to that question is like taking time to figure that space out or have somebody guide you and consult with you and say, let me look at it for you. And then we can talk about like what's best for you. So, you know, there's a lot to that. It's like a very crazy open-ended question. I didn't even think it was going to be that long, but. <laughs> you guys are great. You guys are sharing some great points. And um, I think that the readers are definitely going to see that. What are some best practices to increase your engagement on social media that a small business owner can, you know, use? Bravery. Right, bravery to take risks. Like, look, yeah. me and Dor we just like collaborated and combined. Our <laughs> that's, how, that's how we're gonna get through this. I think when I'm looking at my internal content meetings, uh, we run. I want to say upwards of 10 million in different like followers for our clients. I think that's split amongst like five. I don't know. I haven't done our, our yearly report yet. Um, but somewhere in that ballpark, we're we're talking to that many people, right? And I think what I want to give a best practice there is most of the influencers that you love are producing content from a stream of knowing their audience. And it appears like they're taking risks, but it's calculated. They know what people like and they know what sells and they know what's going to get them the hits. I found some of my content producers in very, very different industries are really insightful in understanding how to listen to what is a hit and what isn't. But the point is, they did do a beautiful spread and were brave to create content with their service lines that really worked. Um, and that were, honestly, I know it sounds played like authentic. Don't pander to social media. It is the quickest way to get roasted. So like, just try to sit in line with what means the most to you and don't try to be cool in rooms that are not for you. Um, I have made those mistakes myself is like, well, this is what's trending and this is what works. It doesn't work for me. I'm just not that person and I can't do that. Even when people in my DMs are like, this is something we think you should do. This is great. Or even my team is like, I was like, that doesn't sit in the spirit of what I do. Um, those aren't my people. Um, I'm not 20 um, and I'm not, I'm not flowing that way. But for my business owners, I'm like, if this sits with what you want to do, maybe your product is quirky and funny and, and it has a, a certain like a tongue in cheek approach, then that's your customer. And you should talk to that customer and live in that room. And so that's the bravery of it. I'm going to, Dwayne, take the other part of our joint answer, which we're trading. No, no, I, 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 I can't even express everything he just said and more. Um, and I'll go backwards a little bit in the sense of, so yes, I, you know, I'm new, I was new entrepreneur. I was learning. I wanted to do everything that everybody else was doing. And then I was like, wait, let me look in the mirror. And that's not me. I'm not on Instagram pointing to all these little things to give guides because that's just not me. Me is maybe going on and doing a video or, or doing a quick tips, 30 seconds, because the average person doesn't last longer than three seconds. If you do the, if you look up stuff and see how long people pay attention to a video, it's three seconds. I'm surprised people get through the entire part of a trailer, but a, you know, a movie trailer. That being said, you know, you have to take risk. You have to try something and don't be afraid to do like they do, 
It's okay. If it doesn't work, move on to something else. Don't keep trying, do something else. If, you know, I was saying earlier, if you're an expert in something, give a tip. If you are, you know, if you find yourself kind of getting stuck, look at some, look at something else on like Google, just Google it and just say, Hey, let me see. Oh, okay, cool. A lot of inspiration is out there. You just have to just look and then you can say, okay, let me try it this way. Maybe the camera angle is left instead of right. Maybe I'm wearing a, a like Medina has a great hat. Maybe my hat's yellow and his hat is gray. It doesn't matter. It's, Doing something is a key element to this. And don't be afraid. Um, don't be afraid to make sure that, you know, you're comfortable with you. Like that is very important. You're comfortable with you. And I say this in a sense of your business because it's nobody is in control of your business, but you. And if someone tells you any different, they're wrong. You are in control of your business. You do the social media the way you want it. If you want to try something else from an advisory perspective, great. But if you have to still try something. And I think that people get caught up in what everybody else is doing. And then they're like, oh, well, I need a thousand followers. Okay. What if I told you you have a hundred followers and still make $10,000? Would you do it? Yes, of course you would. So it, it really is relative to what your services are, what products you have and what have you. If one post behind the scenes, maybe they did two likes, but they went on your website and they bought 100, 100 products, then you're, you're just as happy. So you have to really just focus on, um, and I say this to, I should have started with this point, is have a goal. When you have social media, have a goal, you know, have a strategy. That's key. Write it down and then stick to that. Whatever you do, stick to that because that's going to help you get to your goal. So go ahead, uh, Medina. I know you had a point. So no, the point, like, it's actually like overlays. Some of the overlays are some of the things that, that you're pointing out that I think are really important for small business owners. First, the attention span. Let's break down the attention span. Also, <laughs> let's break down the attention span by generation. Oh, gosh. Because that's another big differential that I think would help our small business owners understand their audiences. If you're in the might of the millennial generation, the attention span is 12 seconds. If you're in the attention span of Gen Z, that's eight seconds. You have eight seconds with Gen Z. That's why you'll notice from generation to generation, let's just do a parallel, music is even getting shorter. So if your music can't be TikTokable, if you can't break it down to a dance or you can't break it down to a TikTok bite size, then it's not a banger and it won't make the it won't make the mass downloads that need to happen in the industry, right? That's again understanding your audience. Now I am not in music. That is again me learning from industries that I'm playing in through social and digital. But it, it really does correlate to what Dwayne was saying is like know your again, know your audience, know how old they are, build a, build a faux person whoever your ideal customer is. And by knowing that, okay, millennials have a bit longer of a social media attention span. How can I play on that? Um, the other part of what you were talking about was how you create your content, I think is hella important. And I think that maybe we've got a gap here in telling our small business owners, video is still the most powerful way to generate automatic audience. And, and bringing it, Terrence, back to your question, how do you build up audiences fast? If I have a client that we need to rapid build an audience, I've set up automatic um, video production. 
It is easy to get video noticed. Um, it's great to have small captions. We generate off one video. If the video segment was three minutes, we do three minute, one minute, 30 seconds, 15 second, 10 second breakdowns of those videos in the night side. If you caption a video, if you have auto caption featured on the bottom of the video, that will automatically start generating people. People especially will not activate the audio on video when they're looking at it, but they will watch it and the views will go up. Some of the biggest hits I've had on campaigns have been authentic, straight to camera conversations, no frills on my iPhone. Like it's been really, no iPhone does not pay me for that. Um, they should. But the, the, the point of the matter is that kind of authentic, just hand in, everyone has the power to do a great quality video. Half of the inspirational videos everyone sits and watches are like just done on a camera phone. But video is a really powerful component in growing an audience fast. And also understanding, um, as Dwayne was saying, that if you need to grow your audience fast, putting that $50 in can help. I can find a 2.5 thousand viewership by knowing my audience, knowing geography wise where I want them. And also behaviorally, people skip the behavior feature on the, on the Facebook ad platform. And it's a huge miss. Next one, we've gone to the popular ones, but if your service line is corporate, building an audience the fastest and generating a unique voice and getting those, like if you have corporate clients, because some of our small business owners, their service lines are more like B2B. Like I'm more of a B2C, B2B business than I am a retail location. So I don't want to miss that. Then please play in LinkedIn. Find me on LinkedIn, City Medina on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. It is an authentic place because everyone is there to learn. You're gonna rarely find a romantic match on LinkedIn. So like, it's a great place to keep yourself authentic and to grow either a, a, a primary relationship or a secondary relationship that's referral based. That's the other part is LinkedIn people love to be like, oh, I do know somebody in my network and they'll connect you. Yes. So Get in on that LinkedIn and also get in on that LinkedIn premium, y'all. LinkedIn premium is the yeah. is the business. And and you know what's funny is that um it's it's critical nowadays to do a lot of these uh small business um webinars and free things that are out there just to kind of learn a, another level. We and there's two parts to that. One is People love to see you. So going what he said about videos, people want to see the person that is selling the product. It, they would love, they want to see Medina. If Medina is selling the product, they want to see Medina, his face, the smiles, all of that, because people just um, empathize with face, face and facial expressions. Um, they're like, oh, wow, you know, he looks great. And, he did it, and they'll just associate it with whatever. That's that's one part. But then the other part is just kind of making sure that you understand that there are things out there to guide you with little things. He was saying with the iPhone, sometimes just going on to a YouTube video just to get the right angle will help you. And that's a couple of seconds like this, these these little tips do help. That being said, and YouTube is a whole nother level we haven't even talked about, um, which people want to say it's social media, it's actually a search engine space because it's owned by Google. So to be for clarity, um, it is a very, it's a, absolutely the greatest tool if you're an expert and you want to provide things because you can have people subscribe to your channels and learn and get a growth that is outside of your norm, particularly if you are 
for instance, if you're a mortgage broker and you want to teach people how to get into the banking side and, and break down buying a home, um, you know, those are things that you can do in that space. So understanding all of that is so critical. And I think small business owners, um, it really is about time. Just take time to do this stuff. And I think that you will actually grow your business tremendously. Okay, and, wow. I, and if I could bring home one thing on that, and, and this might be like, we need our small business owners, if you're watching this, take this really seriously. There's so many of uh, the small businesses I know now who weathered the storm of the pandemic by going completely digital, by selling their product digitally. If you're not feeling strong, if you're a service-based business, find a way to sell your product. Dwayne gave such a great tidbit there, which is like, case it out whether it's speaking engagements, maybe, you know, you're a consultant, then then package it as a webinar, get your, get your work to be paid for, get a company to pay to spread your word or um, get yourself online. And if you're not the person to sell it, then use Shopify, use Etsy, use any of those platforms, but get your products, get your deal flow to be able to be digital. It should be an augment in your business plan because if not, then you don't have enough legs to stand on should things go south. And we, I don't want that for you guys. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Medina. Thank you, Duane. Um, you guys made some great points and great insight. I think a great takeaway from this is um, if small businesses authentically take calculated risks, they can purposely put themselves into the ideal target space. And you guys shared great insight on that. So I definitely thank you guys. If you love what you do, you're going to love kind of getting in the social media space. It is fun. I actually love seeing um, when when a client says, oh, you know what? Someone saw your post and it really got some engagement and I was able to talk to them. That's like the goal. Like the goal is for you to get one, a diff, another customer, another client, another business to business booking, whatever it is. Once you hit that, then your that high, that energy is going to Get, it's going to go way up and it's going to go up even more once you get two and 10 and 20. And it, so if you just do that and once you get that residual, it, it really, it is worth it. It is truly worth it. Take some time to learn about them. You don't have to learn everything, but you do. I just, I just tell you two things. If this is all I can give you is have a strategy, have a goal and take risk. Those are the three things I would say I'm going to leave you with. If you do those three things, and I definitely feel your business will ex grow exponentially. Amazing. So on, the, on the behalf of NGRA, we definitely thank you for joining us on Building Your Online Presence. We wish you guys the best in all the endeavors in your business. Thank you again.